I'm Maria Titizian. And I'm Rubina Margosian, and welcome to the Week in Review for the week of February 25. In the news. As Russia launches a large-scale military operation in Ukraine, tensions in the greater region surge. Russia and Azerbaijan sign historic declaration on strategic alliance. Two Azerbaijani MPs cause a scandal in Yerevan during the Euronest Parliamentary Assembly session, and Armenia's government sacks five top military commanders. On February 21, after months of escalating tensions, Russian President Vladimir Putin recognized Luhansk and Donetsk, two breakaway regions in eastern Ukraine, held by pro-Russian separatists as independent states and ordered troops into the territories. And in the early morning hours of February 24, Putin announced the invasion of Ukraine and threatened third parties from interfering, warning that it would lead to consequences they have never seen. A day after the Kremlin's recognition of Luhansk and Donetsk, Azerbaijani President Ilham Aliyev was in Moscow on February 22 to meet with uh, Putin. That evening, Russia and Azerbaijan signed a joint declaration on bilateral allied cooperation, which consists of 43 points and covers different spheres of cooperation. In a joint press conference following their four-hour-long meeting, the Russian and Azerbaijani presidents stated that the declaration elevates their relationship to an allied level. With the new declaration, uh, Russia and Azerbaijan are obliged to suppress on their territory the activities of organizations and persons directed against state sovereignty, independence, and territorial integrity of the other party. The parties also are to develop bilateral military political cooperation that meets national interests and is not directed against third countries. Russia and Azerbaijan also agreed to hold joint operational and combat training activities to develop other areas of bilateral military cooperation as well as to organize joint production of various types of military products. The declaration also states that the parties refrain from any action, including those carried out through third states directed against each other. During his meeting with Ilham Aliyev, Vladimir Putin announced that the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict is not resolved yet, although there is progress. Commenting on the declaration signed between uh, Baku and Moscow, Armenia's Foreign Ministry Speaker Vahan Hunanyan stated that the Armenian side is hopeful that this declaration will positively impact the implementation of the three agreements reached between the leaders of Armenia, Azerbaijan, and Russia, and will contribute to the peaceful settlement of the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict under the auspices of the OSC Minsk Group. And Maria, you had a very interesting uh, conversation with Dr. Kopalian on Wednesday. Uh, the podcast, I was just listening to it today, and he's really uh, explaining, explaining the situation. and discussing mm-hmm. the situation not only with Russia and Ukraine, and also what it means, this uh, strategic alliance, right? It's called uh, Russia um, consolidating its orbit. Uh, It's on our website. You can take a look. And a day after Moscow and Baku signed the declaration, Artsakh's president, Arai Karutunian, welcomed the recognition of Donetsk and Luhansk by Vladimir Putin, stating that the right of nations to self-determination and to build their own state is inalienable for every people and is a fundamental principle of international law. The next day, Armenia's foreign ministry spokesperson, however, announced that the recognition of Donetsk and Luhansk is not on the agenda of the Armenian government. And yesterday, the Armenian embassy in Ukraine announced that uh, the embassy staff is in contact with Armenian citizens currently in Ukraine. There are about uh, 400,000 Armenians living uh, there. Those citizens who had not contacted the embassy were urged to do so and provide 
provide information about their whereabouts. A Ukrainian-Armenian political analyst told Armen Press yesterday that the Armenian community in Ukraine has drawn up plans for the evacuation of Armenians from hot zones should the need arise. And the day before the meeting between the Russian and Azerbaijani presidents, Nikol Pashinyan held a telephone conversation with Vladimir Putin, during which Putin invited Pashinyan to visit Moscow. The trip is scheduled for April. The sides also discussed the implementation of the trilateral agreements, the situation in the region, as well as in Ukraine. On the same day that Russia and Azerbaijan signed the Declaration of Allied Cooperation that was on February 22, the Facebook page of the Russian Foreign uh, Ministry posted about the anniversary of the Treaty of Turkmenjai, signed between the Russian Empire and Persia in 1828, stating that with the treaty, the Yerevan and Nakhichevan Khanats, in parentheses they had written Eastern Armenia, came under Russian control. Well, Azerbaijan's Ministry of Foreign Affairs issued a statement that the Treaty of Turkmenjai had been presented in a distorted manner and demanded that it be rectified on the Russian MFA's Facebook page, and Eastern Armenia has now been removed from that original post. Yesterday, Artak Davtian, the chief of staff of Armenia's armed forces, and four other top generals were sacked. The government gave no explanation for the move. While the four generals were replaced yesterday, Pashinyan has yet to name the new chief of staff of Armenia's armed forces. And as a reminder, in the beginning of the year, Tavtian was charged with abuse of power and neglect of official duties. His case is connected with the criminal case that was brought against former defense minister David Donoyan and arms dealer David Kalistian. While um, Donoyan and Kalistian are in pre-trial detention, Davitian was never detained. Davtian was appointed chief of staff in 2018 after the revolution. In 2020, he was dismissed for organizing his son's wedding during COVID lockdown, but was again reappointed in March of last year. The sacking of the generals coincided with Armenia's defense minister Suren Papikian's visit to Moscow, where he met with the, his Russian counterpart Sergei Shoigu and other high-ranking officials. No further details about Papikian's trip have been made public. And this week, Yerevan hosted the annual plenary session of the Euronest Parliamentary Assembly, an interparliamentary forum where members of the European Parliament and the national parliaments of Ukraine, Moldova, Armenia, Azerbaijan, and Georgia participate to forge closer political and economic ties with the EU. This is the second time that the Euronest Parliamentary Assembly is being held in Armenia. During a discussion themed the geopolitical security in the South Caucasus held in the Committee on Political Affairs, Human Rights and Democracy of the Euronest Parliamentary Assembly, Helmut Göking, a member of the European Parliament, touched upon the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict, saying that the war of 2020 abruptly changed the situation in the region. Armenia's head of delegation, Parliament member Maria Karapetyan, stressed that the Nagorno-Karabakh issue has not yet been resolved. Karapetyan raised the issue of repatriation of prisoners of war and other health persons in Azerbaijan and the protection of the cultural heritage of Artsakh. Uh, Marina Kalyurand, the head of the delegation for the relations with the South Caucasus um, in the European Parliament, announced that the Parliament has not yet recognized the final results of the 2020 Artsakh war, stating that war can never be considered an acceptable solution. She also added that stable long-term peace is possible to reach through negotiations within the framework of the Minsk group. Um, Kalyurand also noted that that the European Parliament is ready to help the side solve the conflict, but it cannot solve it for them. And two Azerbaijani parliamentarians were also in Armenia to participate in the Euronest Parliamentary Assembly. Protesters 
blocked the road from the airport during their arrival, and protests were also held in front of the Marriott Hotel, where the parliamentarians were staying, as well as at the Hamali, this is the concert and sports events hall, where uh, the sessions of the assembly were taking place. People were protesting the visit of the Azerbaijani parliament members because of Azerbaijan's anti-Armenian policies. A girl was injured after she was detained by the police during the protest actions, and her hand was broken while police custody. 25 protesters are facing criminal charges for hooliganism. A reporter from Yagir Media was also arrested. The police claimed that she was not wearing a badge, which the reporter denies. The 25 protesters who are facing charges allegedly tried to enter uh, Marriott, did not follow orders from law enforcement, and allegedly insulted the police officers. During their visit, the Azerbaijani MPs visited the Blue Mosque, which is a Persian mosque built in the 18th century. In a caption of a photo uh, the MPs took in front of the mosque, they wrote that the mosque was the only representation of Azerbaijani culture in Yerevan. The MPs also expressed hope that, quote, the real owners of the mosque would soon be able to pray there. In response, the Iranian embassy in Armenia tweeted that the Blue Mosque, uh, a symbol of Iranian art, has been active again in the last three decades as the praying and a place of congregation for Muslims residing in Armenia and a tourist attraction. Uh, a great pleasure that its centuries-old Persian epigraphy has been preserved, this uh, uh, tweet said. And during the sessions of the Euronest Parliamentary Assembly in the past, just for some context, Azerbaijani MPs have visited Yerevan. This was back in 2015. And Armenian MPs, including Armin Ashodian and Manetan Dilian, who are no longer MPs uh, right now, they were in Baku in 2012 to participate in the assembly there. And this week, Azerbaijani armed forces violated the ceasefire regime with Artsakh on several occasions, targeting civilian homes and military positions near Taravart and Shosh. Armenia's Ministry of Defense denies accusations by Baku that Armenian soldiers had been firing at Azerbaijani positions on February 18 and 23. And this is something that we keep witnessing, seeing in the last couple of weeks. A uh, couple right. of times a week, there's, uh, there's a m- statement f- from the Armenian Defense Ministry saying, Baku is spreading misinformation. That's right. Well, February 20 marks the 34th anniversary of the Gharapakh movement. In a message delivered on the occasion, Prime Minister Nigol Pashinyan said that the movement was the first step in restoring the statehood of Armenia, through which the determination of the Armenians to live freely and independently, to shape their destiny, and to manage their future was rediscovered. Pashinyan noted that today Artsakh, although wounded, is still standing, and that steps undertaking by Armenia are aimed at solving the socio-economic problems of the Armenians of Artsakh, overcoming security challenges, and protecting the rights of the Armenians of Artsakh. Armenia's foreign ministry also issued a statement announcing that the events of 1988 laid the foundation for the pan-Armenian movement, a struggle for the right to free self, a safe and dignified life in one's own homeland, and the protection of rights. According to the statement, after 34 years, despite the horrific massacre and ethnic cleansing carried out by Soviet Azerbaijan and then two bloody Qarabagh wars, Armenia and Artsakh continue to be united in their fair fight for the realization of national aspirations, statehood, sovereignty, rights of the Armenians of Artsakh, and international recognition of the homeland. Um, and just a, a few days ago, we launched uh, our February magazine issue. It's called The Movement, and it looks at uh, the Gharapagh movement, you know, 34 years on, also connecting it to the realities today about the need for perhaps 
develops a new narrative for Artsakh. It looks at uh, Russia's uh, foreign policy when it comes to the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict, at IDBs, uh, internally displaced uh, persons from the first Karabakh war and from um, this recent war. So um, it was a difficult one to do, uh, but an important one. Yes, definitely, because it was very difficult to make t- uh, intellectual connections between 1988 and what's happening now because 1918 is back in history we were not very much part of that and now we're very much part of what's happening in Armenia and to have that concept and to to uh, to be yeah we're kind of responsible of deciding the future, the future or being part of that discussion and also this week an Azerbaijani military prosecutor announced that Azerbaijan issued international arrest warrants for Armenia's former presidents Robert Kocharyan and Serge Sarkisian uh, Kocharyan and Sarkisian are accused of organizing demonstrations in 1988 for the unification of Nagorno-Karabakh with Soviet Armenia at the time as well as for the role they played in the establishment of the Republic of Nagorno-Karabakh in 1991. Kocharyan held the positions of Prime Minister and President of NKR from 92 to 97 before coming to Armenia, and Serge Sarkisian has served in various positions in the defense sector before moving to Yerevan in 1993. I wonder why I, uh, why Lavon Derbedrosian is not also mm-hmm. part of this. Then I realized that because they were Karabakh citizens, Kocharyan right. and Sarkisian mm-hmm. and Lavon Derbedrosian it wasn't. Well, Armenia's foreign ministry condemned this latest move by Azerbaijan, characterizing it as false and armenophobic, as well as an abuse of procedures of international law enforcement. The statement went on to say that instead of undertaking efforts towards identifying those involved in the extrajudicial killings of civilians in Artsakh and in the forcible disappearances of Armenian prisoners of war or revealing criminal networks of transfers of terrorist fighters to the region, Azerbaijan continues to pursue its years-long policy of armenophobia with new momentum attempting to provoke further escalations in Nagorno-Karabakh and on the Armenia-Azerbaijan border areas. And on February 22, Azerbaijani authorities announced that the road bypassing the Lachin Corridor will be ready in July. According to Azerbaijan, Armenians as well as Azerbaijanis will be able to use the road. It will go through the Hinshan and Medshan villages of Artsakh. The construction of the alternative road stems from the November 9 trilateral agreement. Russian peacekeepers will be deployed on the new road as well. And special M- Envoys Ruben Rubinian and Serdar Kilik met for the second round of negotiations for the normalization of relations between Armenia and Turkey in Vienna yesterday. According to the Armenian Ministry of Foreign Affairs, the special envoys confirmed that the ultimate goal of negotiation is to achieve full normalization between Armenia and Turkey, as agreed during their first meeting on January 14 in Moscow. They exchanged views on possible concrete steps that can be mutually undertaken to that end and and reiterated their agreement to continue the process without preconditions. Turkey's foreign ministry issued a similar statement. No further details about the meeting were publicized. On the eve of the meeting between Rubinian and Kilic, Erdogan announced that Turkey will open its border with Armenia and establish diplomatic relations if Armenia stays true to the negotiation process. This is something that we've been uh, hearing from the Turkish side over and over again. And on February 24, Prime Minister Pashinyan was in uh, Kazakhstan to participate in the Eurasian Intergovernmental Council meetings. Pashinyan and the heads of the governments of the Eurasian Economic Union member states also met with the president of Kazakhstan. In his speech, Pashinyan stated that it is obvious that sanctions on Russia will have a clear impact on the economic climate in the Eurasian region 
and that in this regard, the members of EEU needs to discuss uh, what operative decisions should be made to minimize these negative consequences and, if possible, bypass them by taking appropriate steps. A number of issues related to the development of integration mechanisms in various spheres in the Eurasian space were discussed during the sittings of the Eurasian Intergovernmental Council, in particular related to industry, customs, procedures, information systems, e-commerce, transport, and other topics. And this week, uh, before Ukraine, uh, this week, the week started with another financial scandal. This time, over 18,000 financial documents that were leaked from Swiss banks. While had reported that the data from the Swiss banks includes some 500 account holders and some 400 bank accounts connected to Armenia, the first investigation that it has been published concerns Armenia's former president, Armen Sarkisyan. Sarkisyan and his sister, Garine Sarkisyan, had more than 10 million Swiss francs in their Credit Suisse bank account, which was opened in 2006 and uh, was serviced by the bank until 2016. Armen Sarkisyan never declared those funds after he was appointed army as ambassador to the UK in 2013. And yesterday was Ombudsman Armand Tatoyan's last day in office. Tatoyan assumed office in February 2016. His term as the human rights defender of Armenia coincided with many things, <laughs> the 2016 four-day war, the occupation of the police station by Sasnazire, the revolution of 2018, the outbreak of the pandemic, and the 2020 Artsakh war. During his final press conference, Tatoyan stated that his main principle has always been to remain true to the oath of uh, the ombudsman. Tatoyan was replaced by former Deputy Justice Minister Christine Grigorian. And now to the latest COVID updates. On February 22, Armenia's Ministry of Health reported that BA2 variant of Omicron has been detected in Armenia. According to the ministry, this new variant is more contagious than the previous one and the symptoms may be more severe. The number of daily COVID infections is decreasing. Despite the decrease in infection numbers, the death toll remains high. 137 people died of COVID this week. And that's the kind of week it's been here in Armenia. Thank you for listening. Have a safe weekend and we will be back again next Friday. Thank you.